like that quote of how someone says, nothing in the world is free. Someone is paying for it. So if you got a free meal, yes, it was free for you, but someone had to pay for it. Salvation may seem free, but someone had to pay for it, and that's Jesus Christ. Hello, if you're new here, the past couple of weeks, I have been sharing a passage or a verse that God has used to speak to me, and I use that to sit down and share that with you guys, so it's very casual over here. This is the third episode, so in my mind, third, it just means it's complete. It's the perfect number. (laughs) In terms of order, in terms of structure, it makes a triangle. It's just perfect. So yeah, this is the last one. I have no idea what the future holds, and I think that is a good enough answer. (laughs) I would love to film more episodes, but just the way it's looking for my plan, my free plan, um, it's looking like the chances are very slim, so... Just going to put that out there. Let me set up the scene right now. The literal scene. I am sitting at my study desk. I have six sugar donuts, powdered donuts. And I have hot, fresh coffee. The donuts were from the morning. It is the afternoon. um, But I'm excited. I'm here. And also, I'm waiting for my husband to come any minute and fill the house with sound. (laughs) which will inevitably uh, stop this podcast. So I set up the scene. It's a beautiful scene. We're here. We're going to look at the passage. I'm going to try to relax my tummy. Do you ever get really tense where you just like suck up your tummy the whole time and you're realizing, oh, I need to relax my tummy. This is not good. I need need to relax. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to relax. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 13. I'm going to start at a awkward I say awkward because I've never it never caught my eye I read Hebrews chapter 13 many times it's one of my favorite passages that the Lord uses to speak over this financially anxious person specifically in verse 6 but the couple of verses we're going to look at today it just I never it it just went over my head we're starting at Hebrews chapter 13 verse 10 through let's stop at 14 We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest as a sacrifice for sins are burned outside the camp. We need a comma there. Help a sister out. Okay, that's not part of the verse. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. And so as I'm reading this, I'm underlining, I'm like, whoa, this definitely caught my eye. And the phrase that really caught my eye was the outside the camp, outside the gate, outside the camp, outside the camp. And I'm just thinking, I know there's something really good in here. I just have to really hold on to it, meditate it, study it. And that's a difficult thing. I have to be patient and patience is not our sweet spot. I just like to say, I'm collect, I'm putting everyone in here because I don't think patience is something that naturally comes to us and it's difficult for a lot of us and it's increasingly getting difficult for us because we've just been getting things like super fast. Okay, anyways, 
So I knew I had to study a couple of things. One, I had to study the tabernacle, the history of it, the layout of it, and just the inner workings of it. I also wanted to study the um, and get familiar with the types of sacrifices part of the Old Testament and the Old Covenant. So yeah, those were my two goals to first study and become familiar with it and through proper knowledge and the historical context that God would use that to speak to me. So I want to share some of my findings, which these findings can be found on reliable online sources and the book of Leviticus. <laughs> okay, first thing, types of sacrifices. I learned that there were voluntary and mandatory sacrifices. The three type of voluntary, burnt offering, grain offering, peace offering, which also has different names like fowl offering and thanksgiving and free will offering. The mandatory offering is a sin offering and that's the offering that they did once a year in other words called the day of atonement there are obviously all those details step on how these off um these sacrifices were to be conducted and they were to they were conducted in the tabernacle now the reason why they created the tabernacle was so that they had a portable place of worship because as these people these israelites these people of god these chosen people were being pulled out of Egypt, their oppressed land, and the Lord was trying to take them to the promised land, of the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of goodness. Okay, so um, as they're doing that, they have to travel this long ways. In other words, the wilderness. I just love this because there's so much symbolism and so many things that you can just unpack here. But anyways, we're going to move along. So the tabernacle was this portable place of worship. It was later replaced by the permanent building of, of temples. That being said, the tabernacle had to follow a set plan on how God wanted it built. And uh, if you aren't already familiar with it, there was kind of like a fence around it, a gate around the tabernacle, and then there was a section um, of the holy place and then the most holy place which no one ever could go in and no one in general could go inside that tabernacle except the high priest that was their job speaking of the high priest very interesting thing it came down and i have it all written down so let me just the high priest came from the tribe of levi um jacob's son and it began with Aaron, and that's what we're familiar with. Aaron, Moses' brother. Um, but yeah, they were the chosen group that they would be the priest for the tabernacle, the Levitical priesthood. If you actually look at the history of it, it's interesting because when Jacob was sharing his blessings over his 12 sons, Levi did not get blessings he more so got curses um and just shared how he was a violent man and and how he would be scattered among nations and it was just it was pretty chaotic if you read it the high priest though had a intense job intense job because if they did something wrong they would be killed right away and it's just i feel like that's really intense intense pressure um they had to wear all these uh like linen underwear and linen garments and just it was it was very strict to say the least so yeah the tabernacle the priest would be able to enter in and perform all these duties and the once a year um, when they had the sin offering the priest was alone and he was doing this alone um covering the unintentional sins and just the sins of 
him and his family, but also everyone in the camp residing that way. And they would do this once a year. And if you don't already know the purpose of all these um, rituals and these sacrifices that were, that were done were so the people would be aware of their imperfection, of their guilt, so that people would be aware that there was a standard that they could not reach. Like no matter how many do, they do these sacrifices, they would reach, oh my goodness, I did an unintentional sin, or oh my goodness, I did this. Like it was to show their dirtiness, in essence. Um, and it's really crazy because you you have to know that the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, all work together to come to create this one big cohesive story, one cohesive message, one cohesive purpose. And so you're going to see the Old Testament foreshadowing what is to come in the New Testament and also the New Testament hinting back at the Old Testament and the New Testament also hinting to what is to come um, that has not come yet, um, like the second coming of Jesus. There was this poster that I saw that some computer, let's just say computer pro, <laughs> set up this data of all the times and he worked with a priest and they set up this data to all the times that the Bible would cross-reference from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And it's a beautiful image if you ever have time to just look it up, This just look up like cross-reference Bible illustration. And you'll see this beautiful array, this beautiful rainbow of just Old Testament connecting to the New Testament, the New Testament connecting to the Old Testament. And it's just, it's just crazy. And so you can't ever isolate these passages and say, that's that, okay? The Old Testament and the book of Leviticus and all that is just totally useless. It's, you can't do that. It just all works together. So anyways, where was I? The purpose of the sacrifices, yes, just so, so they can see their sinfulness and so they can see that there's nothing they could do to actually achieve perfection before God. What I find so interesting about the passage that we are looking at, Hebrews 13 verse 12, Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. In order to kind of understand this, you kind of have to understand the layout, what was going on. During the time when people were traveling, there was a tabernacle set up with the gate around it in the middle, and then around that were all these tents set up, okay? And then around the tents, um, the outside area would be considered outside the camp. And I'm familiar with this because I specifically remember reading about people with leprosy. And let's just look at the passage right now. This passage is in Leviticus chapter 13 again, um, verse 45 through 46. The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean! Unclean! He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. I remember reading this because I have a skin disease. And I related so hard to this because it's just saying, can you imagine the the shame that he felt yelling unclean, unclean around all the people that he loved, all his friends, and just being shunned. 
and having to live by himself. He could have a family. He could have a son or a daughter and he couldn't even be around his closest friends and he had to live alone outside the camp. He was aware that he was an outcast. When I was reading that passage, that's the way that I related it with. Learning about this was so, just such a big deal to me because I'm, I'm imagining, oh, if that was me, I would have been shunned. People would have to throw food outside the camp for me to eat. I would have ripped up clothes. I would be dirty. I would be alone all the days of my life until I had this disease. Um, thank God that is not how it is today. But that's the way I'm familiar with. Outside of the camp is not a place you want to be. Outside of the camp is a place for outcasts, a place where you don't belong. Jesus going outside the camp must have meant that, must have meant that he was an outcast. So bear with me. That's my first frame of reference that I got from that passage. The next one was becoming familiar with the sin offering. Now, just to say in short, the sin offering, after they would, you know, do all the steps, like sprinkle the blood, the priesthood would um, burn up the offering. Excuse me, it says burned outside the camp. And all the leftover carcass and, and flesh from the animal would be cast outside the camp. And I could see a practical reason why. One, you wouldn't want to bring in scavenger animals in. But the other reason is that it's dirty. And also it symbolizes that these dirty waste of a thing, rotting of a thing, and all that are cast outside the camp. Let's read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 11. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. Verse 12, So Jesus also suffered outside the camp in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. So now that we're familiar with the sin offering and how the sin offering was burned outside the camp, and how Jesus, he is the perfect sacrifice. So all these sacrifices in the Old Testament was only to foreshadow the perfect, the one and done sacrifice that is Jesus Christ. He is the unblemished, holy lamb of God. So there is an order to the earth, the order to humanity. And that is sin is there and that you must pay a cost, and Jesus paid the cost. So when Jesus' blood spilt on the cross, Jesus' blood is what the Lord sees. He sees the perfect sacrifice. He sees the holiness of Jesus, and we are holy because of Jesus. We are perfected in Jesus because of his wounds that he cared on the cross. Do you understand this? The sacrifice of Jesus is to show you that this is the perfect sacrifice. All in the Old Testament were imperfect sacrifices to hint at what Jesus would do. And so when you take that in and when you accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did on the cross, you are covered by what he did. So there is a payment Nothing is free. I, I like that quote, how, how 
someone says, nothing in the world is free. Someone is paying for it. So if you got a free meal, yes, it was free for you, but someone had to pay for it. Salvation may seem free, but someone had to pay for it. And that's Jesus Christ. All right, I took a pause. So I ended up having an errand to run. So this last part of the recording wasn't done until like 10 hours later. And it's with me taking my nighttime medication. So the blood rushes to my head and I just sound super congested. I just thought you guys should know why I sound all of a sudden sick. So there you go. Let's continue. Okay. So now let's look at the last bit of this passage, verse 13 through 14. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. And the last part, it's referring to the fact that we shouldn't be narrow-minded. We should be focused on eternity. We shouldn't just be looking at what we can do on earth, um, what, can, what we can get done here, and just thinking about the things of the earth instead of what is to come, what is above. You know, we should expand our thinking in that way. And our living and our actions should also reflect that. But in verse 13, it says, let us go with him outside the camp. Let us follow the footsteps that Jesus took. When Jesus went to the cross and did what he did, it took such a great amount of emptying himself to bear this cross. Jesus, for goodness sakes, was fully God in man form. And he could have fully decided not to do this. But he decided to take on his humility and to take on the weight because of his immense love for us. You see the heart of God within the life of Jesus because Jesus and God are one. So there's that aspect. But also the aspect of where he is just emptying himself and that we should also take that mindset. I think of the verse, he must increase and we must decrease. We shouldn't put the light and focus on us, but that the Lord can be seen in our everyday actions, in our speech, in our movement of how we live our life. But also on the other part, it says, bear the reproach that he endured. Now, this is something that I will continue to meditate on because my understanding is not all-knowing. Um, and that's a great thing. It's expanding as we can meditate on his word. But Jesus, when he lived his life, he was an outcast. And he was shunned in some way. And he was treat mistreated to a capacity that I can't completely understand and comprehend. But he did that all to bear his purpose. He walked through all of those sufferings because he had a greater purpose. Um, and it's it's just hard to imagine to think that that is also the place where we need to be. We need to bear the reproach that he endured. So I encourage all of you guys to read this passage over again and meditate on it. Maybe there's an understanding that you will come up with that I did not get to. Or maybe it will help you grow fond in your affections for the Lord. And I think that is an amazing thing. It's always amazing to be renewed in our love for the Lord and to not let that fire die down. 
I want to remind you guys that it's easy to read that Jesus went outside the camp when he died on the cross. He took our shame away, our guilt, our sin. I want you to know that Jesus who done this has done this for you. Please recognize that first, that he's done this for you. Put your name in these scriptures and know that. Um, Make it personal because it is. And um, hopefully you guys will get to hear from me soon. We'll see. Bye.